If you want a job, you're going to have to learn how to network effectively. And I know, it sucks, because unless you're one of those extremely extroverted people, reaching out to someone can be super scary. Trust me, I was that guy too. I hated, and still honestly to this day, don't really enjoy talking to people, especially at those huge, large networking events, but I've found ways to make it fun. And the first thing that I started doing the summer of my sophomore year to make these things a little bit more fun were informational interviews. I didn't know that they were called this before, but it's basically a quick 20-minute phone call with someone who works in a position or at a company that you may want to work at in the future. I'm going to be real with you. I was terrible at these at the beginning, but hundreds of calls later, I think I've gotten pretty good at these and I want to share my tips so it doesn't take you hundreds of calls to get better at these informational interviews. As always, we'll be hearing from a few other students who have also mastered the art of informational interviews, and they're going to be talking about the exact process of how to get people to say yes all the way to the actual questions to ask. So let's first hear from Hansen, who's an operations intern at Ampersand's Professionals, about his process of finding and getting in touch with people to interview. I'll find a company or a position that um, I'm interested in, and I'll just start scrolling and seeing who I find interesting. Then I will basically stalk their LinkedIn until I find out as much as I can about their position, do some extra research, um, and then I'll reach out. I'll reach out with a general message that says, hi, um, my name is, I'll give a little brief introduction about myself, and then I will just ask them if they have time to chat about their position and their company. Most of the times, they will say yes. Um, so once they say yes, I will, of course, just schedule a time that's good for them and set up a Zoom call. Stalking LinkedIn is always the move before and after you set the call time. A huge common mistake that I see students make here is that they don't actually send a meeting invite. They'll send the Zoom link with a date and they think that's it. You've got to remember that the people that you're hitting up are usually super busy and that means that they're going to forget things unless you put it on their calendar. The easiest way to do this is to use Calendly. They literally do everything for you from showing what times you're free to sending them a calendar invite. And as a student, all you'll need is the free version. This isn't sponsored, but I'll still link Calendly in the show notes so that you don't miss another meeting. But after you set the call, then what? And then I will begin the process of creating my questions. Uh, you want to make sure that you're using very detailed questions that you can't just find on Google because then you'll actually be able to take away meaningful things um, after your interview. So um, these are things like company culture and things that only they can have insight in. And then I will um, basically uh, find out more information about the person. And so I may find out a few of their interests uh, to create some common ground once I get into a call with them. And uh, yeah, then the informational interview will be underway. The questions that you ask are so important. If you ask boring questions, no one's going to remember you, which means no one's going to give you a referral because they don't even know who you are. For instance, instead of asking about company culture, you could do this. Hey, Michelle, I saw that you worked at Microsoft previously, but then you recently moved to a startup called Discord. Why did you decide to switch companies? That's a super specific question, which means you're going to get a super specific answer, which is great. And then after they answer, you can then follow up and ask about the differences between company culture at a corporation versus a startup. Now, if you're thinking to yourself that talking to a professional is a little too far out of your comfort zone, don't worry. Listen to this. 
Before setting up informational interviews, I identify which people to reach out to. I started when I first joined Ladder, which was still remote students last summer, and I was able to scroll through the introduction threads and found people whose interests and aspirations aligned with mine. So I knew that in order for them to accept my connection request, I would have to attach a note when connecting. My notes started out very generic. So while people accepted my request, I realized that I missed out on opportunities to really get to know them. So I changed my approach to sending personalized invites when reaching out to alumni and current students from my school who have common career aspirations or similar experiences to mine and work at companies on my radar. That's Jane, who's an incoming master's student who also works on the newsletter and market research team at Nutrify. A great starting point for informational interviews is talking to other students. I mean, there are all these students around the world who are interning at companies that you probably want to too. I mean, think about it. If you applied to Google, but they didn't accept you, they had to accept someone, right? Well, you might as well try to learn from the people who have figured out the process. Communities like Ladder, TechPod, Intern Club, and others can help you connect to students working at your dream company right now. We'll link some of these in the show notes, but another thing that you could do is always subscribe and follow this podcast. We bring on guests from all of these different communities on each episode, and I'll be honest, most listeners never follow up. I bet you that if you message a previous guest on LinkedIn that you heard their tip on the Declassified College podcast, they're going to answer your question. I also started attending a lot of OneSulting and TechPod events and saw that a lot of the members of those communities are avid content creators. So in order to get my name out there, I would engage with their content. And once again, keep sending those personalized invites. See, Jane literally did this, but with events like YouTube or LinkedIn live streams. So, okay, how do you do this without sounding awkward? The awkward part of reaching out to people is when you come off as too salesy. The guidelines to avoid this in intros is to keep it short, make it specific, and make it about them. Your initial email or message should be short. 50 to 150 words is a good range to stay within. And it should have an actionable ask at the end, like, I'd love to meet you. Would you be up for a 30-minute chat sometime next week? The point of networking is to establish genuine professional relationships, and you can approach them in a similar way as friendships, by finding common ground and taking interest in the other person. To do this, you'll want to keep the focus on your prospective interviewee by asking questions, name-dropping some of their public accomplishments like recent articles or career changes, and practice active listening. And like any friendship, you got to follow up. Like, I can't stress that enough. A short thank you letter letting them know how much you appreciated their time and knowledge goes such a long way. All in all, the main thing that stops your informational interview process from being awkward is showing respect to your interviewee at all stages. Go back to what Sarah just said and listen to it again, because it's literally a play-by-play on how to reach out to people and talking through an entire informational interview. Sarah's a product design intern at Opal, as well as a technical writing intern at Salesforce. 50 to 150 words when you're reaching out, making sure that you follow up, and always respecting the time that someone gives you. But how do you respect someone's time? You do this by asking genuine questions that sound like you put more than five minutes into coming up with them. Check out this question from Hanson. So right before we're going to hang up, I say, um, what is one, if you were in my position, um, what would you do to get to where you are today? And this allows them to give actionable steps that you can then take in your career, whether that's a certification or reaching out to certain people or anything like that, that you can then go and do right after your interview. Whatever they tell you to do, do it. 
of course, within reason. But then in a few months, when you follow up, let them know how their advice impacted your life. Hopefully it was in a good way. And if you do that, you will most likely make that person's day. And more importantly, you'll be remembered. Think about when your friend asks you for advice. Maybe you give them some and then they just do their own thing. And then you're left there like, why did you even ask me for my opinion? But now imagine if your friend actually did your advice and it changed their life in a good way. You'd feel pretty good, right? That's exactly what happens when you do that, but in a professional way. Now, what are some other questions that you could ask? My favorite question to ask in an informational interview is, is there anyone you recommend I reach out to? I used to think I was overstepping with this question, but asking it has helped me so much. Interviewees usually have colleagues at and outside their company that they'd love to refer you to because, you know, their colleagues are their friends. Asking this question keeps your professional momentum going and more informational interviews means more opportunities. This is how you keep the informational interviews going and it gets to a point where you honestly don't have to do any cold outreach anymore. If you always ask this question, you will continue to get referrals to people and sometimes you get referred to someone that you would have never thought that you could ever meet. For instance, I was interning at a Fortune 500 company and I asked this question to one of my best friend's aunt who happened to work at the same company. Guess who she recommended me to speak to? The executive vice president of marketing. The meeting was literally in the executive wing and it looked like it was covered in gold. It was insane. But before you start taking meetings with EVPs and CEOs, you're going to want to listen to Simran about her biggest mistake. I think the biggest mistake I made during an informational interview was when I was interviewing a woman whose work I really admired. And I was just so over the moon and so excited um, that I finally got the chance to talk to her. And I felt like I would always connect her, her answers to my life instead of connecting her answers to her life. And by that, I mean, be aware that while this is a conversation, your main goal is to interview this person and to have your questions answered, not necessarily talking a lot about yourself and your journey, more so listening to theirs. But of course, this is a conversation. If it feels like it's very fluid and more back and forth, then by all means, go for it. But I felt like in this particular interview, I should have asked more questions and it shouldn't have been very back and forth. I wanted, there was so much more I wish I could have asked her. But I've learned from that experience and I've done so much better in the interviews that I've done after that. Start small and work your way up because you're bound to mess up at the beginning. We all do. Honestly, I feel bad for some of the people that I had to jump on calls with at the beginning because it was terrible. But we all start somewhere. And here's an extra cheat code for informational interviews. And another great thing that you probably need to memorize is your 30 second pitch because everyone, literally everyone will ask you, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Master the answer to this question and your informational interviews will not only start off smoothly, but will also give you momentum to nail the rest of it. Well, that's about it. I'm out.